You're listening to the Back Home Network, presented by Homefield Apparel. Welcome, Hoosier fans, to another victorious episode of the Assembly Call as today your Indiana Hoosiers kick off the 2022-2023 season unofficially in an exhibition game with a victory, 78-42 over Marion. The Hoosiers played without Trace Jackson Davis and without Tamar Bates, who are nursing injuries that no one thinks are serious, but those guys sat today out. Uh, But the Hoosiers, as you would expect in a mismatch like this, took control early And while there were some ups and downs, never really looked back and played a solid 40 minutes altogether with a lot of guys getting a lot of minutes. And we're going to break it all down for you here on this edition of the Assembly Call IU postgame show. I'm Jared Morris here with Coach Brian Tonsoni and Ryan Phillips. And let's start this show the way we start every show. And that is with our Hoosier Proud Banner Moment. And for the Banner Moment, I'm going back to the first half. Uh, And we're going to talk about a great sequence by the freshmen. And look, you know, these exhibition games, it's nice to see the returnees back and kind of see what new wrinkles they've added to their game, like Race Thompson making three straight threes, which was great. But everyone's always curious to see the freshmen, especially freshmen as highly touted as the ones that Indiana has this season. And those guys did not disappoint. And there was a sequence in the first half that really, you know, kind of made that sink in. Indiana was up 28 to 13 and the freshmen took over. First, Jalen Hutrafino found Malik Renew in the post. Malik had the presence of mind and the ability to not only see CJ Gunn on the other side, but to hit him with a cross-court pass. And CJ nailed a three with a hand in his face. It was a beautiful shot, quick release, uh, and was able to make it wall covered. Then on the next defensive possession down, Malik Renew grabs a rebound, takes it coast to coast for the layup, you know, really showing some skills with the ball for a big man. And then going down on the other end, Jalen Hutchifino digs down on defense, forces a turnover with a deflection. It goes off the Marion guy out of bounds. And all of a sudden, Indiana is up 33 to 13. The lead is extended. And again, they would never look back. And what I thought when that sequence was over is all the talk that we've heard this season from people who are doubting Indiana – Uh, at least doubting Indiana as Big Ten favorites, saying, you know, this is the same roster from last year that was, you know, under 500 and, you know, had to have that big run at the end of the year. And look, there are questions about this Indiana team, and I'm not saying any of those questions were answered today. But one that was is, is it just the same roster? No, it is not. Jalen hood Shafino, Malik Renew, clearly guys that are ready to play big minutes. And based on what we saw from C.J. Gunn today, he's a guy who could produce as well. And that sequence from those three was really impressive early in the game. Just one of many impressive sequences that all three of those guys had in their first performance in Assembly Hall. All right. Our banner moment, as always, brought to you by our friends at Homefield Apparel. And let's talk about them now. That's right. Our friends at Homefield Apparel sponsor all shows on the Back Home Network. And of course, the Assembly Call is part of the Back Home Network. And as you know by now, Homefield has the largest collection of vintage IU apparel that you will find anywhere with beloved logos like the bison, which I am wearing on my t shirt. I went home and visited my parents earlier today. My younger brother was wearing the other bison t shirt that they have at Homefield. Coach is here. His entire wardrobe is Homefield apparel now. That's pretty much all he owns. And with Christmas season coming up, if you've got people you're shopping for, you definitely need to stop at Homefield Apparel. You can use our promo code HOME, H-O-M-E, to get 15% off. 
but they've probably got something for everyone on your list because they have you know 140 150 different schools great logos and brand marks that they've brought out and dusted off and breathed new life into the materials are comfortable they last through many washings and you're supporting a company that came up through kelly that is based in indianapolis and that supports indiana-based productions like ours we love those guys they've been longtime supporters and we are longtime supporters of theirs so go to homefieldapparel.com use our promo code home to get 15 percent off your first order that is promo code home for 15 percent off again the website, homefieldapparel.com, wear one for the team. Okay, it is time to move the ball, find the open man, and get some opening thoughts from the rest of our team. And let's start with Coach. It is Tonsoni time. What's on your mind, Coach? You know, a lot of good things happen today. Uh, it's an exhibition, and, and you have to understand when you evaluate things, it is that just that uh, against a, a good team, a 26-6 and six team last year, ranked 12th. So, so this is a good quality, smaller school. But I saw a lot of things style-wise. I, I, thought, I thought I saw a lot of things defensively uh, that show me that Indiana is continuing to get better from what they did at the end of last year. We'll talk about that throughout the whole uh, show today. But those are the things that I will take away that I thought, man, this was a step in the right direction. Our program is moving in the right direction. And it has nothing to do with who is the leading scorer or the score or, or the outcome. It just is what was attempted to be done uh, today offensively and defensively. And I think it was very good. All right. And now we'll go over to Ryan. If he has a rant after this, he's just a jackass. So I assume that you just have a rumination for us. <laughs> uh I will say, I think that the most, the, the biggest positive to come out of today was Ray Thompson finally stroking threes with uh, confidence. And, and look, he's always had the shot form. We've all, we've talked about it on this show repeatedly how he has the form. It's just a matter of having confidence to make those go in. And he was three or four today and was shot it with complete confidence. Like he knew they were going in. And so I thought that was the most positive thing we saw today. There was, there were other positive. Jay Lichfino looked really good. I thought he was our better, best, best guard today. Honestly, I thought Xavier Johnson really struggled. Um, and, and I thought that Malik Renew looked really good and looked, I mean, honestly, Pujafino and Renew. I mean, if you're looking at what they did today, we've been talking about, we think that's what they're going to do. You know, I mean, that's the kind of players they are. That's the kind of program they came from where it's going to be really a smoother transition than most freshmen. And so both of them looked, I think were as advertised. I don't think it was any shocking thing uh that they were that they played the way they did and i'll say this about huchavino i mean he's still got to be able to knock down threes and we didn't see that today so he shot some longer he shot a couple longer jumpers but he's got to be able to step into a three and make them so that's that's a question mark moving forward other than that you know it was what you expect from this type of game and this type of performance and i'm just glad they got a lot of guys in the second half and didn't stick with the guys we're going to be seeing a ton of yeah so, you know, for our private community members who heard the Q&A that we did with Anthony Leal, and then for those who listened to the recent Inside Scoop with Tamar Bates, I asked both of them, what is the number one individual player skill that has improved the most on the team that fans will be most surprised and excited by? And what did both of them say? Race Thompson's three-point shooting. <laughs> Anthony actually said race and Trace's three-point shooting. We didn't get to see Trace, but boy, we saw it today from Race Thompson. Uh, and I thought for the time he was out there, you know, defensively, just all around, 
you know, he struggled obviously at the end of last year, but he was back to being himself today in a game where you're not going to learn a lot about a 60 year senior in an exhibition, but him stepping up and hitting those threes with no hesitation. And in fact, the one he missed in the second half, he kind of hesitated a little bit on it, but when he just stepped into it, that was good. And boy, would that add an extra dimension to this offense if race, you know, can make that. And look, we talked about coach, we did a happy hour with our community members and we said, we are not going to get caught up in shooting percentage in a game like this because you know you're not playing the level of defense you're going to play in the regular season and the way that you shoot in a comfortable environment does not always translate to an uncomfortable more difficult environment and so we've got to see it play out longer but still an encouraging sign to see that particular guy shooting with that level of confidence um, so that was really good coach uh, I'm curious to dig in though on some of the stylistic things that you saw what were some of the specifics that you saw Indiana doing that that pleased you it looked like we were running modern offense throughout the whole entire game. Um, they were very creative in how they got into side pick and rolls and dribble ats uh, with the post. They really had a lot of high post entries or, or at the top of the key using the five uh, to initiate offense, and sometimes it would lead to a staggered double screen away. Sometimes the guards would dive and then X or come out strong side. A lot of pins, some staggered pins. Um it's Tony's going to have a lot to look at on his game film uh, if he wants to go over everything. I'm going to pick a couple probably in a coach's corner. I just thought it was very creative. Um, and, and only once or twice did we feed the post and stand, and I thought that was a good call because we had an advantage at the time. That's what we talked about about Coach Woodson having his thumb on the offense uh, a little bit more. And, and, again, it's going to look good statistically and score-wise. Will it work against, you know – uh, the North Carolinas, Xavier's, and all of that. Uh, I think it's just got a better chance. It, it's something that we talked about through through all of last season. To me, that was the biggest thing. I'm writing down set after set after set, or move, movement after movement. Uh, the players moved on offensively, on offense, on defense. There was a lot of switching early. They were switching one through five. They were switching ball screens with Renault. I'm really impressed with his footwork. He's a step slow on closeouts. I saw Woodson getting mad at him because he had a little, a couple uncontested threes there. But I thought that was interesting because they usually were going over and drop coverage last year. And then when Duncan came in the game, they went back to the over. So there's some strategy there with who's in and who's not, which I think is creative. So on both sides of the ball, and on top of that, I think they're going to have better pace. There were times when the post players brought the ball up and instituted offense. And the pass to the wing, Xavier Johnson on the break catching – and then driving or catching and coming off a ball screen, or the same with Jalen Hood Shafino, could just be deadly uh, for for teams trying to stop that. So, all t- you know, tempo. It was a very exciting day to me because it looked like modern college basketball, and it helps to have a few modern college athletes uh, as well as as you mentioned uh, the roster being different. One hundred percent. And look, there's going to be lots of questions, and we'll talk about the backcourt some more. And I think we know that for this team to reach its ceiling, you know, you got to have guys like Xavier Johnson playing well. You've got to have those perimeter guys making shots. But the one thing that I kept thinking throughout the second half as Logan Duncombe got his own double-double, you know, Trace is out, Race is doing Race Thompson things, Malik gets a double-double basically in the first half, Logan does it in the second half, is I would put our interior players up against anybody in the country. You know, you've got an All-American Ryan and Trace. You've got the ultimate glue guy in Race. A guy like Malik, who seems, I mean, he's got everything you could want for a future first-team All-Big Ten player, if not more, 
And Logan Duncan showed some stuff. Again, not against the level of competition he's going to play later on, but a confidence level with the ball in his hands. I don't care who you're playing. That showed growth. I mean, he was making moves. He was making passes. He looked fluid. That one catch that he made on the pass from, it was either CJ or Anthony, to be able to finish. Like, that was stuff that we didn't see. And so to have that level of depth now, think back last season, Ryan, to how often we needed Michael Durr to come in and provide minutes. And occasionally he did, but they were mostly well. unproductive minutes. Yeah, yeah but, but his he, production was typically was, defensively. Yeah, but he gave you nothing offensively. And now, you know, with what Malik and Logan can provide, that's a lot more production off the bench down low, not to mention young production as you project it forward. So I was really encouraged by what I saw from those two guys. Well, look, Logan Duncan, if he was playing at Ball State or a, a you know non-Power 5 school, he's probably a starter. I mean, let's be real. He, he has enough skill that you can bank on a guy starting. Now, he may not be a super productive starter, and it may be the kind of thing where he needs more growth at that level, but he'd probably be playing a lot. Whereas here, there's just a lot of depth. And I think it's the kind of thing where next year, he probably is a is probably in the starting lineup, unless Indiana gets one of these recruits, their you know, higher level recruits they're going after to sort of, there's a couple guys who might reclassify, whatever. Uh, but he's probably has to be a key player next year. Malik Renault is going to be Indiana's best player next year, assuming Jalen Huchifino, as many expect, goes to the NBA. I mean, that's, that's up in the air, but I, I, I think Malik Renault is the Indiana's best player next year. And, and I think that Renew, I'm sorry. Uh, I keep, I keep, I know it's Renew, but I keep doing Renew. Uh, I put it in the chat. I wasn't even trying to call you out. You know, I get it. I get <laughs> it. Called himself out. He interrupted yeah. himself. I'm trying to be very tactful by doing it in the chat. But Malik will go with that just for a while. Until Stud. Yeah. He's, he's going to be the best player next year, I think. And and you looked at the, the multi-skills he has at that position and his footwork is incredible. And, and just the way he operates with the ball, he's incredibly confident for his age. I mean, as is Jalen Huchifino. And again, that comes from the program they're from. And, and so you look at that depth, depth they didn't have last year. If Trace Jackson Davis gets into foul trouble, you've got options. You can put Trey, you can put race at the five, renew at the four, switch that up, maybe even go four, five. You've got Duncan to come in and eat a few minutes if you really desperately need some. And at least you know Duncan's gonna rebound. I mean, he's 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 gonna be able to rebound no matter what. Will he be able to go one-on-one with Zach Eady offensively? Probably not. But he can pass too, though. That's the yeah. thing. So you can play he him with better players. Handle the ball. Yeah. yeah. And so I do think that 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 was certainly a positive development to see him. And I just the way Duncan was moving is different than last year. He just moves better on the court. He has more purpose, and he's more of a I know where I'm going. I'm going a direct line to here to start here, and then I'm going to move here and and set a screen or do that. It just felt like last year he was kind of wandering through when we did see him. So um, I would say I think that that's a huge development. But Renew is a guy who could be starting in a lot of places and won't be this year, but you're going to see a lot of him. You, you know, I think that's part of that that offensive stuff that I was seeing and talking about, too, is they're trusting their bigs to handle the basketball. Uh, catch catch at the high post, dribble at a guy, you can cut back door. Uh, that tells me that Trace is going to be playing up there some. Race can be playing there some. That's just totally different than that low post, run to the low post, feed to low post stuff. But both of those guys had excellent footwork, but Renew's footwork is just beautiful. He's got that old man game where he gets his ass back in there and backs in, backs in, and then whoop, whoop, you know, and it's in. I mean, that's just fun to watch. And he's got, he's got a lot of touch around the rim, too. I mean, yeah. That one, that one 
one where he drove in and kind of spun around and then just softly laid it off. I mean, a lot of freshmen try and throw that against, you know, no, don't have that. So again, it's, it's their program. They yeah. know how to play basketball because of where they went to school. The biggest thing about Duncan is his heart. Uh, and that's what I heard from people who played against him in the Cincinnati area. And Motor. that's how, you, that's how you get rebounds. Duncan, uh, you know, again, it's, it's against Marion, but it's the scheme. It's the overall stylistic thing. There's a kid who's going to come out and lay it on the line all the time. Renew took a couple charges. One, he got called one. He, he kind of got that little hip pointer or the bruise on his thigh out of, but he's not afraid to go out and try to do those things. So you, you saw that, uh, those two really had, I thought, good starts to, to their season. But Duncan's not going to be good enough to take minutes away from the other three. But he'll be yeah. there in case of a pinch of foul trouble or something to give you a burst for a minute to a minute and a half uh, capable of doing that as needed. And then at the, in the future, uh, that's just something to, to work with. But I, well, and I thought the same with uh, C.J. Gunn on the freshman. I thought Banks showed why he's going to be limited in minutes. I thought he was a little – rough around the edges when he came in. Um, but, boy, can C.J. get that shot off quick, too. You talk about footwork, you got to have it to get your shot off quick. So we brought in three freshmen that did change the roster, Jared, from your, from your banner moment because they really all looked fluid, and some of our returning players didn't look as fluid, and we'll touch upon that uh, later in the show. One thing I'll say I think that is going to be a lot more present on the second unit this year is basketball IQ. Mm-hmm. I just think these guys know how to play basketball. Uh, Renew and, and Huchifino, who I think will run some with the second team. I think there'll be some blending there where he'll be a starter, but run with the second team some. I Like basketball IQ. Uh, Trey Galloway, basketball IQ. Miller Cop is started, but I think he'll run with the second team some as well. Basketball IQ. These guys know how to play basketball. Dunk them. Dunk them as well. And dunk them, we'll see more of. I think that there's a little – there's a little uh, – Sometimes a little too aggressive, sometimes a little too, uh, you know, passive. So, but again, he's got to play more. But I mean, even Anthony Leo comes in and he's your your last guy, and he knows how to play basketball. He knows what he's supposed to do, what the smart thing to do is, where to be on defense, where to be on offense. Something they just didn't have last year, and so I mean, they didn't have basketball IQ sometimes on the first team last year at times. So I, I just think that there is more when you talk depth. It's not just skill depth. It's not just athleticism depth. It's not just talent depth. There's also a knowledge of how to play the game right on this roster. And we expected that, but it was nice to see it today. Yeah. And look, I think as we close up segment one here, it's important to remember, you know, what do you look at in a game like this? And to me, you know, you got the result you wanted, which is a blowout victory. We have a segment for numbers. We'll talk about a few numbers, but you look for habits. And a lot of the stuff that we've talked about here is a habit. You know, with race, shooting quickly and in rhythm is a habit we've wanted him to get into. We saw it. You know, I think with C.J. Gunn, he competed on defense. Like, I like that as much as I liked him getting the shot off quickly. Again, you know, that's a habit. Logan Duncan's rebounding. Those are habits. And so I think, you know, we saw some of those. Now, we're going to talk about a couple of habits that I didn't like so much coming up. Uh, but for the most part, I thought, you know, we saw a lot of those things that you would want to see. And being able to go out and put together a performance like this in your first time out without your superstar that everything orbits around and one of your three or four most talented offensive players uh, is a good sign for Indiana. Okay, that one is going to do it. Thing. Oh, I already, started, no, I already started the music. No, no sorry. Sorry. <laughs> we'll continue our breakdown of Indiana's victory over Marion. Talk about the meaningful moment you might have missed. We'll go inside the numbers and more. And whatever Ryan wants to say, you're listening to this and we'll go
Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. This is Verdell Jones. What's better than an epic buzzer beater, a full court dribble, and a perfectly placed pass to set it all up? and, of course, celebrating with Hoosier Nation afterwards. So join Jared, Andy, Ryan, and Coach on an assembly call after every IU basketball game. Go Hoosiers. Thank you, Verdell. You are listening to the assembly call IU postgame show. I'm Jared Morris. I'm here with the coach Brian Tonsoni and Ryan Phillips. First postgame show of the season. Fun to be back with you guys. Uh, we're breaking down Indiana's victory over Marion. Ryan, before we get to the meaningful moment, what did you want to say at the end of the last segment? You said that the, what do you look for in a game like this? And I think one thing we need to touch on is how guys play together. What's the chemistry mm-hmm. like on the court? Do they play off of each other or is it a bunch of guys kind of doing their own thing? This looked like these guys have been playing together for a while. And I mm-hmm. thought that especially X and Jalen Hochefino really kind of balanced each other well, even though I, we'll talk about Xavier Johnson's game today. There wasn't a lot of like, do you take it? No, I, I'll take, I'll take it. No, you, you know, they, they just were smooth together. And I thought that the whole roster kind of, even though you're missing two guys who are going to play a lot, the whole roster kind of played smart and played with each other and looked like they've been playing together a lot. Like I love that lob from X to Jalen Huchifino, no selfishness, give it to the guy who's got a better shot. I, I just think that really, they looked like a team that had played a lot of games together, even though there were some new pieces playing a lot more minutes than than possibly projected a few months ago. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's a great point. Okay, let's go now to the meaningful moment you might have missed. Meaningful moments that you might have missed. And our meaningful moment brought to you by our friends at Hoosier Ticket Project, where they help individuals and families experience Indiana University athletic events in person for the first time through the generosity of alumni and fans. I saw a lot of folks donating tickets for today's game. To learn more about how you can donate money or your extra tickets to help create meaningful moments for other IU fans, visit HoosierTicketProject.org, HoosierTicketProject.org, and follow those guys, Hoosier Ticket Project on Twitter. And you can see they post the pictures of all the smiling faces of people going to Assembly Hall or Memorial Stadium for the first time. It's awesome. So a really worthy cause that we love supporting. Uh, for the meaningful moment, Coach, I want to talk about something that we texted about during the game, uh, and it's Jordan Geronimo, uh, who I think a lot of folks have, you know, were interested to see, and I thought we saw some good and bad from him. I thought when he first got in there, uh, it was about the 1230 mark in the first half, 
you know, it really jumped out to me. You know, this Marion team, they're <laughs> – you know, their philosophy was clearly just chuck up a whole bunch of threes because they didn't have the athleticism and the driving ability to really challenge Indiana's defense. But, you know, if Jordan's going to play a lot, I think we agree. He's got to be a versatile defender who can switch out and, and guard guys on the wings and play down in the post. And he got blown by a couple times on the perimeter, which is a bit of a concern given what his role is going to be. And that very first time, you know, he's out there, he's playing D on the wing, gets blown by, you know, fouls a guy. And, you know, that to me was kind of an early red flag. Now, you know, first time out there, all those things, um, you know, and I think you saw the juxtaposition, the very next possession, you know, the Marion guy got a step on Trey Galloway, but he recovered, stopped the dribble, then he executed a switch and ended up, you know, turning it into a turnover, I think. And so you see just the difference in just kind of those defensive instincts, because it's not that Trey Galloway is more athletic than Jordan Geronimo. I think he just recognizes things a little bit quicker, you know, is able to recover a little bit better. You know, and I think Jordan struggled a little bit offensively, you know, had a turnover to his credit coach, stepped up in the second half, had a really nice sequence where he made a three, had a drive. But to me, the thing that really stood out was the defense, because Jordan is going to play based on who he can guard. Um, and so I take it as a bit of a concern that the early returns weren't a little bit better on the perimeter against a team like Marion. Yeah. I, you know, I thought his body language was poor when he made those mistakes and then he filed and then he got into foul trouble and got removed. Uh, I, I thought, uh, he and X both had some bad body language in the first half when, you know, the one time X was down bending over and he kind of double, you know, hit the floor when he made a mistake. Um, and, and you got to play with passion and you got to want to do well and you got to want to, you know, be upset when you don't do well. But what happens is that that leads to multiple mistakes. And Geronimo did that in the first half uh, defensively and then fouling and then sit on the bench um, to his credit. And I will say to also to X's credit, they came back and played a lot better. I thought, mm -hmm. you know, uh, when Ryan mentioned something about X, the lobs and, and the one behind the back pass uh, to cop on the break where he dribbled middle, he's best when he's a facilitator facilitator and then scoring off his facilitation for X. But uh, Geronimo looked slow a little bit today compared to some of the other players who, who came in uh, that were playing to me. And I, again, I, I want him to, to do well. I thought his shot looked good in the second half, but I thought he rebounded he, 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 um, from a bad first half. And his body language was better uh, in the first half. And I hope there's someone on that staff that got a hold of him and said, hey, listen, you know, go out there and compete and and obviously he did in the, in the second half cuz that was that the body language was my meaningful moment that people might have missed is watch players body language um i think what you see what's impressive about the freshmen and it's only one game they're going to have their struggles they're going to have their mental uh you know down times when they get frustrated every athlete does but they just seem to be very smooth and, and very even keel in their in their play. And I think those types of players can be more consistent. And the worry with a Geronimo, the worry with an X at times is, are they consistent in their poise when things aren't going their way to be able to come back? So the nice thing is they, they both played better after these situations. Uh, so that's something I thought maybe uh, people might have missed that, uh, that I was paying attention to. Let's go, guys, to inside the numbers, um, and we can use this to talk more about Xavier Johnson and Jalen Hood-Shafino, obviously, you know, two of the most important guys on this team. You know, and, and what I was really looking for today, um, and I mentioned it before the game on Twitter, you know, was shot selection. 
This team left a lot of meat on the bone last year by taking too many mid-range jumpers and long twos. Efficient basketball is played at the rim and from the three-point line. You take mid-range twos at the end of the shot clock if you're desperate, which is probably a sign of either bad offense or really good defense, or if you have a guy who's super efficient from the mid-range. Like, if you've got a guy who can really make that shot, now it becomes a better shot. Well, one thing that we know about Xavier Johnson from our experience with him, he's dynamite when he drives to the basket. He's pretty good at catch-and-shoot threes. He's extraordinarily inconsistent on mid-range twos, but he likes taking them early in the shot clock. And so, you know, one number that popped out to me, X was 3 of 13 shooting. Uh, And, you know, that's the problem, yes, is there were a lot of mid-range twos. I was tracking it. You know, he took one at the 10-minute mark of the first half off the dribble early in the shot clock, missed it. All of them are off the dribble. There's just no reason to take a long two early in the shot clock. There's not. You settle for it at the very end if you have to. But one thing that we're going to have to be careful with this year is not all mid-range twos are going to be created equal this year. Because while I don't think X should be taking them, Jalen Hood-Shafino made all three of his. And he just looks really comfortable. And his, you know, he came off curls. They almost looked like design plays to get him that shot. Then he had the nice turnaround, um, you know, that he made uh, at the top of the key. And so he was, uh, I don't know if these stats are right, by the way. So, uh, because the the stat thing I'm looking at keeps changing. Now it has Shafino's 6 of 11. I don't know exactly what he was shooting, but he made all three of those mid-range shots that he took. And so, you know, to me, coach, as we look at this, you know, in Indiana from a three, you know, three point percentage, I know they shot in the forties, but they were still below 30% of their field goal attempts were threes. And so again, I think, you know, and, and, you know, something else coach for X is in the second half, you know, you know, toward the end of the shot clock, he had the ball and he made sure, you know, he tried to get a little screen from Malik, dumped it into him, Malik passed it back out. He had to take a late shot clock shot, but he made sure he was behind the three point line which is better. That's what we need to do. So some ups and downs from a shot selection uh, perspective, but on the plus side, you know, you are going to get some of those mid range shots and Jalen Huchofino showed us today what everybody has been saying, which is that he's very good at making that shot. Yeah. I, I, I think uh, X was hunting shots early. Um, he, he took some contested running shots at the rim. He took uh, those quick shots that you were talking about. And then in the second half, again, I think Indiana made some adjustments at halftime just talking to people about how to play the game and how to make decisions within the game. Uh, and that happens your first game, too. You get out there, you're excited, and you, and you forget a little bit about what, what got, got you as a player and got you as a team there. And But that's definitely something. To kick out three, no problem with, with those. Or a late shot clock you know, situation, no problem with those. But we have enough talent on this squad to not hurry up and take shots within uh, the early first half of, of the shot clock that are, are twos. Um, now, you do bring up a good point about design twos for a guy who can elevate. The difference between those two players is Hood Shafino can just elevate. You know, that, that turnaround jumper fade away, that, that's something a lot, not a lot of players can do. That's, that's, why, he's, that's why he's a five-star special player. Um, X, it's always a little bit leaning or bumped or whatever, and it's not a wide open pull up to or even just slightly contested. It seems like his are tougher um, twos. That that's got to be eliminated. I'm sure the coaching staff will talk about that. But the three percentage, what's at the three at the rim, whatever stat on on um, the the stats that you sent us, um, oh, shot quality, shot quality. That's got to go up for Indiana to take advantage. 
Those those Jalen Shafino threes you were talking about, Jared, it was almost like they were plays run for a guy who would shoot threes, but they were run yes. off those curls and stuff like that. Yes. Instead of doing that for a shooter at the three-point line, they were doing it around the free throw line. And yeah. so it was it was almost that you're right. It felt designed like, hey, this is your strength. We're gonna attack here. Mm-hmm. And hopefully as a freshman, you can stretch him out. If you because if you can make that shot, you can make a three. It's a mental difference. It's not a it's it's the kind of thing where if you probably put him in an open gym and you didn't have a three-point line down, he'd probably be fine. You put the three-point line down and mentally you think it's a different shot and it really isn't. And a lot of guys struggle with that, stepping behind that line. It's crossing an invisible barrier, essentially. It's no different than three feet in. It's just a matter of shooting the exact same shot, a little slightly different, more power on it or something like that that should come naturally. So I, I do think that it looked like they were really attacking with his ability to do that. And it'll, it'll be something that Indiana takes advantage of. And if you watch his high school tape, he lived there. He lived around that. He could finish the rim. And one thing I love was his first basket. I think it was his first basket. He drove in, took contact and fought through it. That was something that is all over his high school tape. He almost invites the contact and he's got such a strong body that he goes right through it. He does not care. And that is important in the big 10. And that's something that a lot of young players do not have. Yeah. And, you know, look, this, you know, the whole shot selection thing, it bears watching because last year's team did not have anybody that you felt good taking those mid range shots. But with Jalen, and if that shot comes back for Tamar, because the, he's a guy who could make that in high school, if you can get those two guys that can actually make those, and you need to hit that shot, you know, 45 to 50% of the time to make it a worthwhile shot rather than, you know, trying to go for a three that could really help the offense. We'll see, but it's a nice added dimension. If Indiana can actually be a three level scoring team because they weren't last year. Um, uh, the other, other number guys that I want to talk about, and I don't know what's going on with the stats. It now says 9251 Indiana. Like everything just what keeps going up. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. So forget about the numbers. <laughs> All right. I'll stop. I did. We just have some new banners that I've been playing around with and I added them in at the end of the game, but obviously there's some, uh, no, no, those banners are cool, but the, yeah, difficulty. the stats yeah. on, the I don't stats know if you can trust those numbers on the banner. Just yeah. so everybody knows, there is one box score available for this game <laughs> yeah. online because ESPN's not listing exhibition yeah. games or anybody else. Yeah, it's and like it, the game's it, still going. <laughs> it's through Indiana, and it's so far behind, and it keeps like throwing weird stuff. It's up strange. There. Yeah. Anyway, it's really not. Yeah. But the the only other number that I wanted to point out is two, which is the number of shot attempts for Miller Cop. Now he didn't force any. Uh, and I was actually really impressed early in the game. I thought there was a spot where last year he would have settled for a long two and he was patient, dribbled in, made a layup. I mean, he made both of his shots. I thought, <clears throat> you know, the three pointer that he made in the second half, I think if he runs the floor, he's going to get a whole lot of those Christian Watford trail threes this year. And it was a great play by X to recognize it, dribble into the middle of the court, drop that nice little behind the back pass. And what I loved is Miller caught the ball moving. He didn't drift. He went straight up, his mechanics were there, and he nailed it. And so I think ideally you want to see Miller getting more shots, um, but, you know, he made the two attempts that he got. Uh, and so, you know, solid solid outing for him. But I think Indiana needs to find a way to get him more attempts because the, still it was a nice start from an efficiency standpoint with three-point shooting. But I don't care because it's against Marion. I'm still a little concerned that they it doesn't seem like a natural part of their offense to take more threes, and I think they've got to figure out a way to make that more of a natural part of the offense. 
Yeah, I think with Miller, what's interesting and what I really like to see was I love that first drive. And, you know, people forget he's six, seven. He's got some and he's strong. And I think he needs to bully some of the guys who are going to be guarding him this year. He's going to have guys who are six, five and smaller because he's a wing and he needs to drive a little bit, bully them. We know he shoots that 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 baseline floater pretty well. But what he needs to do is attack and bully guys. I mean, you have the size. Go take him in. Go knock him down and go finish that layup. And it was nice to see that. And I hope he has the confidence to do that. Because if you're one-dimensional and all you do is shoot, you make yourself easy to guard just as the same way that if you can't shoot, you make yourself easy to guard. If you're just going to stand out on the wing and not move much and do nothing, which is what Ian Parker, as part of the offense, I don't think it was their fault, did last year, that's a problem and it's easy to guard. So his ability to maybe, he, he would break it up a little last year, shooting that little baseline floater and, and, and trying to get into the rim. But if he can bully guys like that and use his size to get some points, it really will expand what he can do and what defenses have to guard. Yeah, I think um, it's going to be interesting to see how much run he gets. Um, in a game where you had two players out that would get a lot of minutes, he didn't get a lot of minutes uh, today. And, you know, starting each half uh, to get things going, to honor who he is, to get things going, and he'll play in key situations. If a team's going to play zone, Marion went to zone a little bit at the nine, eight-minute mark. He didn't come in right away, but – he got back in a little bit later against zone teams. That's where you're going to use him. But I think we're starting to see if it, if we want to see the next pattern of the next exhibition and early on is that he's not going to get uh, full starter minutes in the mid-20s or anything. It's probably going to be 16 to 18 minutes would be my guess, just if you can read anything into today. The other thing is they have him taking the ball out of bounds, which you, you have your – your most cerebral guy taking the ball out of bounds so you can read. And, boy, they hit hit one real early, uh, a nice little elbow jumper off inbounds play. And I thought that's something that Woodson did really well last year was execute out of timeouts and execute on, on out of bounds plays for the most part. And and so Miller Cop's going to have a role on this team. It's going to be a very important role. But I don't know if it's going to be a, a star role or a major minute role. Uh, in some games it'll be 13, 14 minutes. Some games maybe up in the 20, 21s. But I don't see it – uh, based on, again, just a quick analysis, which probably isn't fair, but that's okay because I've always said we got more athletic te- team this year. You got to get your athletes out there, and I imagine we're going to see tomorrow too, and it's going to make a big difference in his growth when he gets out there to play, how fluid he is. Um, and so Miller's got to be ready to hit shots when it's, when, when he's out there and, and contribute in, in that fashion, uh, and, and I think he will. Uh, but I, I do think it's going to be a reduced role from what he had last year. The only other meaningful number, there are currently 355 people watching live for an exhibition game post-game show in the middle of a Saturday. That's, <laughs> pretty sure that's a record for an exhibition show. So nice to see you all here. Thank you for being here. I think a good sign of the excitement level uh, for this team in this season. And uh, the guys gave us all a lot to watch and enjoy. Uh, all right, coming up here on the Assembly Call, as we move into our final segment, we are going to hand out our game balls. The Hoosier Hustle Award, we will discuss a lingering question or two, maybe one from a tweet that we just saw uh, with Mike Woodson's comments in the postgame. That's next on the Assembly Call. Stick with us. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, 
Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Thomas Bryant. What's the only thing better than being Kentucky in the NCAA tournament? Celebrating it with friends afterwards. Join Jared, Andy, Ryan, and Coach after every IU basketball game. Go Hoosiers. Thank you, Thomas. Get well soon. Get back on the court. Uh, you are listening to the Assembly Call IU postgame show. Catch us live immediately following every IU basketball game and every Thursday night at our website, assemblycall.com. Make sure that you sign up for our free IU Hoops email newsletter. Over 10,000 of your fellow IU fans have subscribed. You can join for free at join.assemblycall.com. That is join.assemblycall.com. I'm Jared Morris here with the coach Brian Tonsoni and Ryan Phillips. Gentlemen, it is the first game balls of the season. And Ryan, we will go to you first for your well, game. You ball. know where I'm going with this. It's Race Thompson. <laughs> I, uh, it, you know, I think the threes were really important for Indiana. I think it gave everybody a little bit of confidence tonight to see him knocking those down. And you know, he didn't play a whole lot uh, in the second half or anything. I don't. I don't even know. Did he? Play? He played in the second half. He started. Yeah, and yeah, he missed a three. Little. And then yeah. it's hard to tell because we don't have the stats. Uh, but he had 13 points. I do know that he had three threes. Um, but you know, it was it was nice to see the way he basically commanded the floor when he was in. And honestly, I think I, I texted you guys I'm like, look, Trace Jackson Davis, best player going to put up the most numbers. And we talked about last year. Trace was the best player. Race was the most important player for most of the season. I agree that end stretch kind of changed that a little. But what I'll say is this year I was thinking, you know, Xavier Johnson might be the most important player on this team because it's guards game. He and Jalen Huchifino, he's got to lead the way for the young guy. But Ray Thompson's changing my opinion on that. He does so much on the floor for everybody, just from passing the ball, rebounding the ball, shooting the ball, everything. He just showed again, man. People underrate him constantly, and he really is a phenomenal, phenomenal basketball player. You know what the thing is? You know, the context of that conversation has changed. Last year, X was so important because there was no one who could even come close to yes. doing what he did. Right. Race was important because there was no one who come come close. And it's the same thing with Trace. Now... Okay, if X is a little bit off, you got Jalen. If Trace is out, you got Malik. If Race is out, you got Malik. You know, you got Logan. You've got these other guys who can do stuff. We're not so desperate now for those top guys. You know, they can lead, but if they've got an off night, someone else can step up. And, you know, we're going to need to see it more against better competition, but you saw little hints of that today. Uh, and for my game ball, I'm going to go with Malik. His first time out, you know, stepping in for Trace yeah. Jackson Davis, who was out. I think he was... 
you know, saying he was the best player on the floor, you know, I don't know if that's accurate, but he did the most impressive stuff. Part of that was because of the competition, because Marion didn't have anybody strong enough or quick enough to stay with him. But he showed stuff that translates. The footwork translates. The ability to handle the ball in the open court, it translates. The awareness, not just to see C.J. Gunn on the opposite side, but to hit him with a cross-court pass, that translates. You know, so he's not going to get, you know, he's, I mean, gosh, he is big and physical already, but he's going to play other big physical guys. He's not always going to be able to bully people, but he's got the footwork and the touch that he'll still be able to be productive anyway. So I don't think Malik could have shown much more in his first time out uh, to make you more optimistic uh, and was productive, you know, in a game where he's stepping in for the injured All-American and kind of looked like an All-American himself, honestly. So it was a really good first performance from Malik. Uh, Coach, who gets your game ball? Uh, I, I'm going to go Logan Duncan because he's not going to get too many opportunities, and the dude had a double-double. Uh, according to whatever stats were on there at the end of the game. Uh, he had I think it was 11 10, points, 11 rebounds. for Duncan, 11 points, 11 rebounds. Um, so, you know, why not? Uh, and, and, and credit him for, you know, uh, sticking with the IU program. He's going to have to do it again this year because he's not going to get a lot of run uh, and, and working hard through a tough year last year. And, and, in fact, I think, you know, Coach Woodson uh, tweeted out or said something in the post game, and I think, uh, I think we actually have it here. Um, Woodson said he told Logan Duncan in, in front of the team how proud he is of Duncan because, quote, he's hung in there with me and he's caught a lot of hell. Uh, that's straight from there. So if Coach Woodson says that, I, I have to find the opportunity or take the opportunity to uh, to give that to Logan Duncan. Okay. Uh, very nice. So we've got one vote for Malik, one vote for Race, and one vote for Logan. Time to go to the chat mob and break the tie. Uh, who, who do the chat mob have coach? Why don't you tally up some votes while we do the Hoosier hustle award and then we'll come back and present the game ball. All right. So get your votes in for coach coach will tally them up and you guys can, uh, can make the final decision there. Uh, but now. Hi, this is Anthony Leal, reminding you to check out our friends at Evansville Security Services. Based in the hometown of IU legend Calvert Cheney, Evansville Security Services has been providing off-duty police officers to businesses and individuals since 2001. In other words, they're in the business of prevention and peace of mind. And remember, prevention cannot be measured. To learn more about how Evansville Security Services can help you preserve your peace of mind by preventing bad outcomes, Visit EvansvilleSecurityServices.com. That's EvansvilleSecurityServices.com. All right. Thank you, Anthony. Time now for the Hoosier Hustle Award. By the way, music provided by Bob Thompson, who is awesome. We love Bob Thompson. Uh, Hoosier Hustle Award. Coach, you lead us off. Who gets your Hustle Award today? Man, that's, that's going to be... Um... Interesting. I, I was just tallying all the votes, and now you come to me first. Oh, so should come we announce, back to me. Should we announce just, the winner real quick? I, I think it had Logan Duncan and Malik were the two that everyone uh, voted for, but Duncan got uh, uh, quite a few more. So, uh, okay. chat mob. Logan Duncan. First and, and I'll get a banner Backing for the, the chat mob. Backing up hype. I'll get okay. a banner here coming for the chat mob. Uh, hey, coach coach has really explored the studio space here with StreamYard. Yes. We, got, we got a lot of updates here. Teaching this old guy some new tricks with StreamYard. I like it. it. <laughs> uh, so, all right, who, who's your so hustle? So for 
Yeah, for me, I'm going to go um, with um, Malik Renault for his rebounding. Uh, I thought Renew. he had Renew. Golly. Um, Give us some leeway, folks. It's a preseason. Yeah, stuff. so sorry, Malik. We're just going to. You had all offseason. Gonna... You get no leeway. You had all offseason to practice this. Um, um, habits. That's what we're looking for so in the exhibition games. I really like the way he rebounded the basketball. A lot of one one hand, he can go up and just snag it. And the other thing was he kept a lot of balls alive, too. When, when he couldn't get to it, he has the ability to just really hustle and try to knock it somewhere. I thought our guards did that a lot, too, which is something we haven't talked about, too. The guards were really active in defensive rebounding and tipping balls uh, if they couldn't get it. But I thought Malik gets it. I didn't vote for him uh, for uh, the, the game ball, so I'm going to take it, him into consideration for the uh, Hoosier Hustle Award. Yeah, I'm giving mine to Jalen. Um, I think one of my favorite things about him is the guy plays hard. Um, you know, and he's hustling on defense. He's in the right spot. You know, there were a couple times he didn't exactly sprint down the court on a fast break. I'm going to give him a little bit of a break there because in half court defense, he's constantly hustling in the right spot. I just like the way he looks. I like the way he looks on the court. You know, he's confident with the ball. You're not going to speed him up, but he's always active hands, active eyes, trying to be in the right spot. And when you can combine a guy with that size and that ability, who also plays hard and is that focused, you've got the recipe for an outstanding player who can produce as a freshman. Um, and you know that's one of the things I was looking for for him, and I was really impressed. And I think it's probably a heck of a good sign that the two guys we've cited already for Hoosier Hustle are two freshmen, because you don't often see that. Ryan, who well, gets yours? Uh, make it three freshmen, because I got CJ Gunn. I love the way he <laughs> yeah. moved. I love the way he played defense. Uh, you know, I mean, he's he's un, he's a little unpolished as a defender. A little handsy, uh, but that's okay. Yeah. But I love the effort. I, if we're if this is the Hoosier Hustle Award, I love the effort. I love the way he got up and down the floor, and I loved his confidence. He just seemed like a confident kid out there. He's a baller. Like, he's a baller, I, dude. I got I got CJ Gunn as my uh, as my my Hoosier Hustle. So we got three way split, guys. Yeah, that's that's the term that I kept thinking. Like you know, sometimes. You can watch certain guys, and they're good athletes playing basketball, but they're kind of having to think it. And like CJ just looks natural. He's a baller. You know, he's got a quick release. You know, now the long two that he took off the dribble early in the shot clock could have done without that, but it was a confident shot. Like, I actually like the fact that he had the moxie to take it his first time out there, but hopefully he learns that maybe that's not the shot to take. Uh, but I didn't know what to expect from him defensively, but he really competed. Um, and I, you know, I like that. And I think it's his technique and fundamentals catches up. That's a guy, good early returns from him. I, I like what we saw from him. All right, guys, it is time for one lingering question. Uh, coach, we talked about this in our community happy hour. Uh, and I want to talk about it again, you know, which is a lot of people have talked about how is coach Woodson going to handle substitutions? Are we going to have this first unit, second unit thing? Who's going to be the point guard, you know, with the other guys? And I think a lot of us have hoped that it's more of a bench than a second unit. You know, you work guys in, not necessarily you're putting in waves of four and five guys, letting them play for a while, kind of that NBA mentality. A couple of things that we've seen early. You know, <clears throat> yesterday in Coach Woodson's media availability, he just used the term second unit a lot, which I think sent up kind of some red flags. And I see a tweet uh, here, and this is Mike Schumann uh, tweeted this out. He said, Woodson says he likes to have two initiators on the floor, uh, also likes to give Bates and Galloway experience as primary ball handlers in the second unit. Uh, and so that's interesting to me because I've kind of assumed and we've kind of assumed that X and Jalen will start, but maybe you'll stagger them. So one of them is always on the court. I have to say, based on what we're hearing, it sounds like it's more of a second unit, 
with Tamar and Trey being the initiators on the second unit. We'll have to see how that all plays out. Um, but that was something that a lot of us wanted to see. And I can't say that the early signs point to anything really being different um, on that end. So that's my lingering question is how are we feeling about that? Now, I do think those guys, they'll be able to provide some offense and more driving. And so I think it'll be better. But it's still kind of a concern I have that I'm looking to see moving forward. Ryan, what do you think about that? Or Coach, yeah. go first. Oh, Sorry. Really bad point guard play there by me. Which one? Uh, Ryan, you go. All right, there we go. Uh, <laughs> no, I, uh, Rusty. I, I do, look, I do think that you need to see some blending of the first and second units. I don't think that the line change works in college basketball the way that it does sometimes in the NBA. But what I will say is at least the second unit is way more talented than it was last year, and there's more depth and more ability. So I – you know, he may do it and get away with it for a while, but I do think as this, if we get into the teeth of the Big Ten schedule, you're going to need to have one of your better ball handlers on the floor at all times. And I don't think that's, I love Trey Galloway. I don't think that's Trey Galloway. I don't think it's Tamar Bates as your point guard. I think Tamar Bates needs to be your scorer on that unit. So I do think Jalen Huchapino is going to have to run with the twos at some point. I do think you're going to have to have one of, or one of Xavier Johnson, Race Thompson, or Trace Jackson Davis on the floor almost at all times to sort of settle things down. They're your veterans. You need them on the floor. That doesn't mean you can't play the other guys, but it means that you need to stagger their minutes to make sure you're getting the most out of your opportunities. Coach. So as I read read this tweet, we have it at the bottom of the screen. There's some good and then there's some concern, right? Two initiators on the floor is fantastic. Uh, it could be X and Tamar. It could be Hood, Shafino, mm-hmm. and Galloway. Uh, that feeds into r- what Ryan is saying is one of those two. I wrote down, I thought in the first half, one of those two was on the court at all times. When X went out, mm-hmm. Hood, Shafino stayed in, and then X came in and Hood, Shafino came out. So I was all excited to see that. Could be because and, Tamar wasn't playing. But it could have been because uh, Tamar, and, he's, and then you had TJD out, so you weren't really going to go second unit today. Um, there wasn't an opportunity. So that's the concern. Uh, and then if you want to be positive with that quote, uh, Bates and Galloway experience as primary ball handlers. Um, I don't think that's bad. Galloway was running point when both of those guys were out today. It's nothing wrong with giving them the chance to have the ball in their hands, but have that other guard on the court would be my suggestion uh, at all times. I don't mind them bringing the ball up on a fast break and having the point guard run up ahead to the wing because now you can throw ahead and drive or throw ahead and ball screen right away and transition. So having Bates and Galloway handle the basketball doesn't bother me. Having Bates and Galloway together handling the basketball, that would be a concern. And we've heard it yesterday in the set that he needs to have a, a, a wordsmith to tell him to quit just saying second unit and panic uh, all, all of us uh, with that hockey style sub. But, Maybe it's just words, hopefully. A uh, couple other random observations. So Trace and Tamar did not play, but we're out there in suits. Man, did they look sharp. I they like look that sharp. look, man. That was a good <laughs> I look. like that look. Not having good. them in sweatsuits, but in real suits. Yeah. They look good. Trace looks serious, too. Yes. He looked like a serious man. Without yes, that was, uh, that was great. And then here's a great tweet from Zach Osterman. Woodson says he watched the 1976 national title game at Steve Downing's house. Quote, his wife cooked a big ass pot of chili. I probably ate four, five, six bowls of that chili. I've been starving ever since. <laughs> we are in mid season four. <laughs> oh, Coach Woodson's awesome. Indiana basketball is the shit. Yes, absolutely. It is. Um, all right. Any uh, any final thoughts, gentlemen? Uh, here as we uh, wrap up. 
our first post-game show. A few rough edges here in this show, but, you know, it's all good. Uh, that's why we do these. Um, by the way, you're listening to the Assembly Call IU post-game show. Uh, check out our friends at Home Field Apparel. Use the promo code HOME at checkout to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code HOME. So if you haven't ordered from them, save up a massive order for Christmas. Put it all in one cart and then get 15% off all of it. Do this the right way. Um, last call. Let's get some final thoughts. Coach, you go first. Yeah, I, I thought it was a really good start uh, for Indiana. You, you get a little concerned when you see Tamar being out and Trace Jackson Davis, and then right away you know that other players can get some time. And I, I think that's going to benefit Indiana down the down the road. Uh, Banks got out there and played. Gunn got out there and played. We were able to see major minutes from the two other freshmen. Uh, and so that's you got it on film. Now you can go teach some more. But stylistically, I thought this was what um, – what Indiana needed to do and what kind of I needed to see to, to calm down a little bit from worrying about how good this team is. This team can be good. Um, the, those I said in our uh, community uh, coach's corner, I wanted to see how the freshmen played. Boy, they played well, really well. I wanted to see how they handled the post. I love the high post entry, side ball screens, dribble ats, all the stuff they did to initiate offense. And that's probably just a small piece of their whole plan. Uh, I, I thought that, and then I couldn't really see Woodson's rotation because the players were out, but we just got done talking about there's some possibilities of keeping a point guard on. on. So all three things were positive that I were, I was kind of looking for, and that's always good uh, in, in in the first game. Ryan, last call. Yeah, I thought that Malik Renew, Jalen Huchifino, as I said earlier, showed exactly what they thought they'd sh- what we thought they'd show. They they look as advertised, and I think that's a huge positive for Indiana that they just look confident and ready for this level. You know, the other freshmen kind of look like they had little wide eyed first game in Assembly Hall. These guys have played in big games before. They played with big time players. They played against big time players. They look like they fit right in, and I think that's the huge positive to take away from this. They did not look about it. They look this is this is just a normal work day. It didn't look like it was their first game, um, and also Ray Thompson shooting. I think was the big takeaway from today that he's shooting it confidently. It's not that he's shooting it because he shot it last year, and it's not that his form looks better because it doesn't. It looks the same. It's just the ability to believe that it's going to go in, and that's the top thing as a shooter. You have to think every time you shoot it that it's going in, and. He looked like a guy who thought those balls were all going in. Yeah. They never hit rim. No. no they I mean, it not. was clean. Yep. And he looked like he believed all three were going Absolutely in. Absolutely agree. That's, That's a key word. That's yep. the key That's word, it. believe. Yep. He wanted Absolutely. the ball, and he wanted to shoot it. It wasn't, yep. do I shoot it? Give it to me so I can shoot it. You know, to use your, your example from yesterday, Coach, he's become – he's kind of a transitioned maker. from being a shooter to a maker. Yep. If he can do it – if you can do it throughout the season, that'll be big. Look, really good first time out. The freshmen looked good in their first time at Assembly Hall. Uh, you know, Indiana able to play without, you know, two of their top six, seven guys uh, and, you know, still put together an efficient performance offensively, played well defensively. You're only going to see so much from a game like this, and I think there are certain habits I want to see more of, fewer long twos, more threes, some of those things. But all in all, I think a really good first performance uh, for Indiana, a lot to build off of, a lot to correct, but you certainly saw enough to see why this team is being, you know, talked about as a Big Ten favorite, and I think as talented a roster 1-13 to as we've had in a long time, and that makes you feel good about, you know, what this team is going to be able to do as we go through the season. 
All righty. Well, that is going to do it for us on this edition of the Assembly Call. If you want to see us do the show live and be part of the live chat, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash assemblycall. And don't forget to go to join.assemblycall.com to join our free email newsletter. Special thank you to Bob Thompson for the music you hear on the show. And special thank you to John Ringer of Rig Design for designing our logo. And thank you for listening. We'll be back to uh, talk IU hoops again with you on Thursday night. Until then. Thank you from me, Roman Langford. Keep your elbows in and your eyes on the rim. And go Hoosiers. Thank you. Thanks for coming out. Here I come, Mr. Stun Sony. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> well done, good show. guys. Good, good, good for show. I good for show. Yeah. Got to... You know, it was tight. Our point guard over there. We, hey, we got that was less than an hour. That's what we've been working on. It was tight, Ryan. We tightened it up. Gotta do it. Gotta get our pronunciations better. And, you know, I got to not throw it to both I of you at the same time and create awkward silence. I sincerely apologize but... for the pronunciation issues. It will get better, I promise. Okay. All right. Better. All right. You know, we're Glad really it. working hard to to watch Andy Bottoms' minutes here early in the season. Got to keep him fresh for March when he's doing bracket duty and assembly call duty. So he's on a little bit of load management here early if you don't see him. Your, um, your uh, talking boot comment was pro. <laughs> that was really good. He's in a talking boot. That was pro <laughs> pro tweet right there. I hate to admit it, but he's right. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, go enjoy your afternoon, everybody. By the way, you know, we should, so we should let folks know the other thing that we talked about in our show meeting, one of the things that we're going to be doing is we felt like last year we looked at the chat too much and we were responding too much to the chat and letting it, not that it, you know, specifically influence things that we say, but it just does necessarily when you're trying to host a live show and you're looking at the chat and you get distracted, you're not listening to each other. So if you're, like leaving us messages in the chat. We're not looking at it as much this year until later in the show. Uh, Cause we think it'll give us better chemistry together, talking better conversation um, and just, you know, make sure that we're giving our points and then kind of looking at that later. So I don't know if anything was addressed to us in the middle of the show. It's not that we were deliberately ignoring you. We're just not looking at the chat as much because we think it'll create a better show for everybody who's watching and listening. So just a little tweak that and uh, try to be a little bit tighter with our segments. So we'll see, you know, as we know, a lot of things are emphasized early in the season and you fall back into bad habits later on, but we're really working on this. (laughs) Wait till that first loss and then it'll all go to hell. (laughs) It always does. It always does. All right, guys. Uh, Let's go watch some Texas A&M football. All right. Later, Uh, everybody. I know. Thanks, everyone, for checking in. See y'all. Go Hoosiers.